You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 279. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, hey there, and welcome back, you amazing human. What a glorious week it is. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing. Marketing, marketing, marketing. I was thinking before I press record on this podcast, if I know of anyone who doesn't use marketing to make money, and I legit could not think of anyone in the world. Oprah uses marketing. ACDC uses marketing. Athletes use marketing. Marketing is everywhere. And the sooner you can create a marketing strategy, the sooner you can get your business out into the world and make more money. You get to build your dreams. You get to have the financial freedom that you want. You get to have the flexibility to travel when you want, whatever that looks like for you. So today, I'm thrilled that we'll be diving into this topic a little bit deeper on how to build your best marketing strategy with Agatha joining us all the way from the good old US of A. She has so many different insights around marketing that, again, even if you just get one nugget from this particular episode, it's going to enhance your business. So get ready. You do not want to miss this episode. And let's welcome Agatha to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show, Agatha. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you here today because we're going to be chatting about the best marketing strategy for business owners and marketing is key because as I said in my intro with our without marketing people don't know about you if they don't know about you you don't make money that's kind of end of story and for me though marketing is there's so many layers of marketing and what I like today is we're going to kind of look at marketing with a different lens so I'm super excited for the listeners to be able to have access to you and your knowledge today so thrilled that you're joining us all the way from America and one of the things though before we get started I always like to ask a fun question to my guests so that the listener has the opportunity to get to know you a little bit more than just a marketing kind of you know guru legend so I know you have a beautiful garden and that for you personally gardening gardening brings you so much joy well at the same time relaxes you because you're outside, you're with nature, you're in the sunshine. So my question for you is, is what are you growing in your garden? And do you have any favorite things that you like to grow? <laughs> You've been on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I have. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm one of those rare people that started gardening before the pandemic. And <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so over the years, I've done everything from, you know, going to my, you know, uh, local lows and buying plants, but now I'm really focusing on um, starting from scratch and planting seedlings and doing heirloom plants. Cool. Uh, so 
So currently I have about 25 to 30 heirloom tomato plants growing. That's awesome. Uh, all different varieties. I've got chard, I've got eggplants, uh, lettuces, all kinds of different things. But my favorite is definitely tomatoes because they taste so good straight from the vine. And you can't get that in stores here that easily, especially organic ones. Listen, I know my in-laws, oh, well, I'd say ex-in-laws, but I still, do you know what I mean? They're still family to me. They live down in Tasmania and they grow all, pretty much all their own food from potatoes to, do you know I mean, carrots to you name it, right? And the taste and the quality is just so different from the store. Like you can't even describe it. It's, it's almost like getting a new taste when you eat a tomato, right? And you're like, oh, this is what they're actually supposed to taste like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I totally get it. And obviously with you living in Georgia, do you, are you able to garden year-round? Uh, pretty much. We get some cold snaps. This last year, we had a like a freeze down to, I think, six degrees Fahrenheit, which is uh. not typical, but normally, yes. <laughs> okay, love it. Now, for those listeners out there, you might be new to their world. So in a simple nutshell, can you tell the listeners what you do and what you get up to in your business every day? Sure. So I'm a business coach and also a marketing mentor for new entrepreneurs. So I help them basically get more clear in their marketing so they can start attracting clients. And uh, I also have coach training. And so another part of what I do is basically helping new business owners with their mindset so that it doesn't stop them from reaching their goals. I love that because as I talk often about on the podcast and also with my own clients is mindset is also part of the strategy, right? Everyone just thinks it's the next funnel, it's the next this, but your mindset will determine so much of your outcomes, whether or not you believe it or not, because your subconscious is always, you know, making those decisions before you are from a rational brain. So I love that you do mean also focus on that. Now, today we're talking about how to choose the best marketing strategy for your business. Let's start off this conversation about marketing. And is there a difference? Like, what is marketing? But is there a difference between marketing and intentional marketing from your perspective? Sure. So marketing is a lot of things. Um, I've worked in marketing for over 18 years in uh, the digital marketing. So it's, it could, it has many meanings, but marketing is basically to me, at least how I kind of view it is how you get your message out into the world, how you promote your business, um, how you talk about what you do. And there's many vehicles to do that in terms of intentional marketing. And some, that's something that, you know, I work with people on is, basically looking at all of the marketing options out there, all of the different marketing channels, whether they're social media, podcasting, blogging, in-person networking, speaking, you know, there's a ton of different marketing channels, mm -hmm. but basically aligning those to who you are and what you do in your business um, and being a lot more intentional about those strategies that you choose so that you actually want to show up and do them because that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't succeed in marketing is because they pick something that they don't actually like doing because they think they have to, because somebody told them that was the way to go. And they, they don't stop and think, you know, what do I actually want to do? What am I good at already? Um, where do I want to spend my time and energy? 
Now, this is like music to my ears because I always talk about alignment. And if you're not in alignment, you're going to start to resent things. Your business will come to a standstill. Uh, you'll feel like everything's breaking or falling over. So I love that you bring in the intentional marketing and that people are really looking at like what's what lights them up and what brings them some happiness and where do they need to go? Because especially with you working with new business owners, right? Like, they don't know what they don't know, right? Like I wish someone would have talked to me more about alignment when I first started in business 12 years ago, right? But we learn along the way. So that is epic. Now for business owners, like you said, there's so much around marketing, uh, but what should business owners focus on specifically to create the best intentional marketing strategy? Sure. So I actually have four steps that I work with people on. Uh -huh. um, to basically create something that's intentional and that's actually a strategy. <laughs> so I'll yeah. get into that. So the first step is basically to choose a marketing channel based uh -huh. on your personality and your strengths and also the stage of business you're in. So I'll repeat those again, personality, strengths, and stage of business. Uh -huh. Because if you're not aligned with those things, it's going to be very hard for you to show up. And also the marketing strategy that you choose, like let's say, for example, that you're a new business owner and you don't have a ton of experience yet, you probably don't want to be running a funnel or doing webinars and paid ads because mm. those things probably won't work for you at the stage of business that you're in. But if yeah. you're further along, they make a lot more sense because they're automated and uh, you create them once and they run, you know, mm. and you have like the background and you have the experience to be able to do them well. And you have results in your business that you can talk about. Whereas if you're brand new, that doesn't always work. Mm. <laughs> so the next step, and I can go into them in more detail, but the next step is to create a strategy around mm -hmm. your chosen marketing channel. Mm -hmm. So this is one where I think people get like, especially if you don't have a lot of marketing experience, uh -huh. people confuse a marketing channel with a marketing strategy mm -hmm. because they hear, oh, I need to be on social media. Okay, I have my strategy. But social media in and of itself is not a strategy. It's a marketing channel. It's the way that you get your message out. Yes. It's kind of like, think of like, you know, an artist has a medium, whether they use like a paintbrush and paint or, you know, graphite or watercolor, those are different ways that they get their, you know, uh, inspiration out. Yes. So that's kind of like, I just made that up, but like, that's like a channel, mm -hmm. but you have to have intention around that channel and you have to create an actual strategy around it. And a strategy is not enough mm -hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to do social media. I'm going to post three times a week. That's not a strategy. That's mm -hmm. like the beginning of a strategy, mm -hmm. but there's more to it than that. And then the third step is track and optimize your marketing efforts, because that's where you start seeing, you know, like results, hopefully, yes. <laughs> but if not results, you're seeing, you know, at least you can start to see some patterns mm -hmm. um, and make like better decisions based off of those patterns. And then finally, the fourth step is to build out your customer journey, uh, because this is something that, you know, I work with new business owners and solopreneurs and like they're you know, just getting started in the early phases. So they should be aware of their customer journey, or at least the concept of a customer journey, which is basically how people find you and how people come to work with you and all the steps that they take on that journey. Because if you have an online business, um, there are going to be multiple steps. And it, it's not as easy as just showing up to like an in-person networking event, telling somebody you have a business and then and having them immediately like 
start working with you after a call. There are multiple steps usually when you have an online business. So you have to kind of start understanding how people are finding you, what steps they're going through, and then being more intentional about actually creating a customer journey for them to follow. It also will come down to like if they've just found you, for example, and they're really, really cold because, you know, you've got a cold audience, a warm audience and a hot audience. If they're a cold audience, you're going to have to take them down a completely different journey than a hot client. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're intentional about it. So here's the thing about a customer journey. Like it's going to happen whether or not you participate in participate in it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's something to be aware of in the beginning so that you can start crafting that actual funnel, let's call it, uh-huh. you know, for, for your cold audience to become hot. Because otherwise, people will just make their own journey, which is fine. But you may lose them or it may take longer for them to actually become your client. So the more intentionally you can be about it, the faster it can actually work for you and people can become your customer. And the other thing that I want to kind of go back and rewind a little bit is I really like how you've highlighted those, the channels, because if you're on TikTok, for example, channel, that strategy and how you use that channel is going to be very different to then what type of strategy you create, say, for an an affiliate channel, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's different things you need to think about. There's different... um, ways of doing things there's different topics that you have to be aware of like so if you're doing social like you're you're basically a content marketing machine mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you have to create a content calendar whereas if you're doing affiliate marketing it's going to be different and so you have to be aware of what your channel is and how it works in order for you to even create your strategy mm-hmm. and the thing though is is what i see though is that people will think that they can take the same strategy for all of those things and just kind of um, water it down, I guess you could say, across all of the channels. And this is where I'm like, no. And this is why for me personally, I'm like, choose one or two channels, review, reflect, optimize, and accelerate, right? Before you go and try and do everything else. Like, for example, when I started in business, uh, my channel was really, for example, socials, right? Uh, Facebook, leveraging Facebook, etc. Then I went into like a podcast. Then I went into Pinterest, right? Like each, then we've done SEO. Each of those are, there's so many integral steps for each of those. And things are always changing on each of those modalities that you've got to be able to understand them. How important do you think it is that people have to understand each of these channels before they dive in or before they outsource it for someone to do it themselves? I mean, it's critical (laughs) Uh, because if you don't understand the channel, then you won't be able to do it well and you'll be all over the place because that's like, that's one thing that I work with people on a lot is like shiny object syndrome. And I've gone through it myself. You know, I come from a marketing background and so it's very easy for me to say, oh, let me do this channel. Let me do that. Let me do this. But, but you're watering it down when you do that, because there's no way that one person, you know, I work with solopreneurs. So, you know, you may work with people who have more staff or can outsource that kind of thing. But yes. like, even, even with that, you still need, need to know your channel before you outsource it to someone. Because if you don't have the strategy and you don't know that it works, like you're the face of your business. So you have to basically have it somewhat proven before you try to give it to somebody else, before you give it to a virtual assistant or, or somebody who maybe isn't an expert at it. Um, 
And yeah, like I, I have so much marketing experience, but even for me, it's challenging because it's, it's still somewhat new because my experience is in B2B marketing, which is very different than, Mm -hmm. you know, online um, and a service business. So yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. One to two channels at the most. <laughs> and again, it, and, and so I'm glad yeah, that again, we can always have different views, but I just think that for us, like what you're saying though, is, is understand. And the reason why I say that is I remember when I first started my first business, e-com business, I was still working full-time as a mental health clinician. I had one small child at that stage, you know, like time was very poor, but I outsourced my SEO and I was paying them, I think it was either a thousand or $1,500 a month. I can't remember exactly. And I remember it wasn't until my new web developer came on board after I'd been with these guys for a year and they'd give me a report. I'd be like, yep, looks like we're doing it. But I actually had no clue. And it wasn't until my new web developer came on board and he's like, and they're not doing anything. You know, your meta descriptions aren't done. Your alt texts aren't done. Your SEO titles aren't done. You know, they don't have H1 headers, like all these things. I was like, what? And he was like, you know, he's like, yeah. And so there I was spending all of this money, let's just say it was $1,000 to $12,000 in a year. And I was no better off because I couldn't, I did now that I know what I know is like, I know enough to be able to understand that everything's getting done. I know how to read the monthly report and I know how to ask for right questions, right? Whereas if you don't know what you don't know, um, you don't know if you're getting taken for a ride. You can't actually measure ROI. Clearly I wasn't tracking back then because I didn't know what I should be tracking, right? <laughs> so again, even taking simple courses, I find they don't have to be expensive, but even like over on Udemy, for example, you can take like a course for $25, right? And these, these ones, like look at the ranking, whatever, but there's lots of courses for inexpensive just to get you some base knowledge about what is, S- I mean, it's just using SEO for an example, because that's what I was sharing where I got screwed, but like understand what it is with that particular channel, what needs to happen. And also the pros and cons, because again, SEO isn't for everyone. Everyone thinks that, oh, SEO is for them, but it isn't. If the keywords are too competitive, if the search volume is too low, potentially there's all these variables that come into play with it, but understand it is important. So for those people where they think about, you know, choosing the right channels, do you have any tips for what they should be looking at? Because obviously if they're like, yeah, but everyone's saying I need SEO and I need to be on TikTok and I need to be going to networking events, et cetera. Like what, what would be like your top three tips to give people trying to figure out what channel they actually should show up on before they go into creating that strategy? Sure. And it's perfect that you said three, because those are the... (laughs) three categories, your personality, your strengths, and the stage of business you're in. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll give you an example from, from my own business. So I have a quiz that I created to actually help people find this strategy for themselves or the channel yeah. really. So I know that I'm an ambivert storyteller. Mm-hmm. So and I'm an ambivert, which is basically in between introvert and extrovert. So uh-huh. some some days I'm cool with being on camera. Other days I really would rather not. And I start <laughs> yeah. a podcast with no camera or, you know, write a blog or something like that. So, so for me, I know I need to be aware of my personality type. So that's what an ambivert is. An introvert, for example, probably doesn't want to do live social, you know, or... Yeah in-person networking because that's completely draining for them right whereas an extrovert is totally fine doing those things so that's the first thing so you got to know your personality then 
your strengths. So for me, I'm a storyteller, or at least, you know, that's what my quiz told me I was. (laughs) (laughs) I created it. So maybe I'm a little biased. But, you know, you could be a good storyteller, you could be a good teacher, like an educator, you could be a good connector of people. There's a lot of different strengths out there. And so you really want to tap into what am I good at already? Am I a good writer? You know, that obviously lends itself to blogging or writing articles and doing guest posts. Um, If you're a good teacher, maybe you should be doing some workshops or you should be, you know, uh, collaborating with people who already have an audience to teach their audience something. Um, So for me, the ambivert storyteller, like that's my kind of marketing superpower is what I call it. Um, is basically lending itself to blogging and podcasting. So mm-hmm. I have my own blog and I have my own podcast and I also appear on other people's uh, as podcasts as a guest. So that's a really good fit for me. So those are the kinds of the things you want to think about your personality, your strengths. And then the last thing is the stage of business you're in. Because if you're just getting started, there are many strategies that are not going to be very effective for you. And I know this because you know, I either I've tried them in the past, and they flopped because I was too new. And I didn't know even who I wanted to work with. So how the heck could I make something work? Or, you know, I've seen other people try them, and they just don't work. So a couple examples of things that are a little bit further along, if you're further along in business, you know, email nurtures, funnels, webinars, paid ads, these things aren't going to work if you're just trying to figure out who you are in your business and mm-hmm. who you serve and what your message is. And you don't have a ton of client results to talk about. These things do work if you're further along in your business. So, you know, it kind of you have to see like, did I just start my business? Am I just trying to get the word out and promote my business? Then maybe I should think about a little bit more traditional strategies like networking, or like relying on my um, existing audience. And, and if you don't have an audience yet, it's like, okay, who do I know? And how can I connect with these people and tell them about my business? And then growing that versus, you know, later on when you can add a, b- a bunch of automation and do like marketing that kind of works in your sleep, like email nurtures or paid ads or those kinds of things. Yeah, no, I love that you've cleared up because again, it can get so confusing and so overwhelming about what does this look like for me, especially when you're at different stages, right? Like there's no point doing a Facebook ad if you don't have, say, a website or a landing page <laughs> to take them to. And then you're only going to get their email, but then you don't have a follow-up sequence in place, right? Like it's it's just like you're just doing all this hard work and then you're just going to leave them there hanging and then you're going to get upset and frustrated because you're not going to see any results, right? So I love yeah. that you've clearly explained that. Now, for those that are listening out there going, okay, this all sounds well and good. Can you share with us an example from your business and how you got more intentional specifically in your marketing? Yeah, sure. So around my channels, like I started to look at the data after a while. And this doesn't always work if you're just getting started because you need time to get data. <laughs> uh, but you can start looking at some trends, for example. But, you know, I I was doing, <laughs> I'll be honest, and I'll say that I, I was doing more strategies than I tell people to do, because I have a lot of experience in marketing. So I was like, you know, I'll do social, I'll do blogging, and I'll do, you know, another strategy. I think it was podcasting at the time. Yep. And so, um, I looked at my data. I basically went to my uh, website. I have like a form where people apply to work with me or or book a consultation. And so I wanted to like 
really look at the data. So I, I looked at every single consultation that I got over the last year or two. And I realized that most of my consultations were not coming from social. They were coming from search, which is the SEO you're talking about. Yep. And I was seeing, okay, these blog posts are performing uh, the best and, you know, I'm getting traffic and I'm actually starting to rank in Google, which is, you know, I've never worked with an SEO agency. So it was kind of impressive that I figured it out on my own. I did some of that training that you talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I found like a YouTube video uh, for an hour long about SEO. I already knew what it was, but like it was just needed a little bit more help. And so anyway, I basically decided after looking at my data that social was kind of a waste of time for me. And it's not completely a waste of time because I do still want to promote, you know, my podcast or things that I'm doing that are current that I can't always do like on a blog post or in a podcast episode. So I I didn't completely remove it, but I very much downgraded it in my strategy. And I started focusing on, you know, my podcast or guesting on podcasts or doing blog posts and guest blog posts, because that's where I saw people were actually finding me and people were booking calls. So it's, it's about looking at your data and not making assumptions without actually looking at it and seeing kind of in black and white that, you know, this is how people are finding me. And that's not to say, so there is a nuance here because, you know, somebody, I, I can see that people are looking at certain pages on my website because I look at Google analytics and I can see the user journey that they have. And, you know, I can see what the research they're doing, but that's not to say that they don't also go to my social uh, profiles and take a look there. So that I, I would just caution people that like, if you were to just remove social media, you may be possibly like um, removing a step in their customer journey. So 100% I would agree with that. Like we work, I work with one of my clients is a Australia's leading plastic surgeon. And we know that a lot of people, depending on their age brackets, will go to socials to confirm do you know what I mean? Images, vibe, but when they're younger, but we also know that people, the older cohort, do you know what I mean? Will also go and confirm from a trust perspective, right? There's, they, they completely have different reasons why they're going on a social, but we also don't want to like, he, he doesn't have time for tick or sorry for reels and all these other things, but all we do is just incorporate two posts a week just to show whoever might need that social proof on social media, because that's how the way that their customer journey is, that we have that there to show that ESCs, they're active, they're moving, they're doing whatever, but that's not our sole strategy. Do you know what I mean? So it is one of those things that like, again, some people need to see it in order to make a decision to purchase, but not everyone does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. You know, this has been awesome. And I love that you just been, I like the, the four do you mean the four parts of your intentional marketing? I think this gives, well, I don't think, I know it gives a different lens for people to see marketing in a different way, specifically around understanding like the marketing channels and the marketing strategy. And also just reminding people that you don't have to be on everything on anything, but also the importance of tracking. Tracking to me is like data doesn't lie. You can't make up the data. It is what it is. And when you have data, you're better, you're able to make better informed decisions on what you do more of, what you take away, and what your overall plan to move your business forward is. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. For those listeners wanting to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can come over to my website, agathabrewer.com. And then also that quiz that I mentioned, uh, it's agathabrewer.com forward slash quiz. If you want to figure out what is the best marketing channel for you um, and you get three custom strategies based on 
like I said, your personality and strengths. Dude, that is epic. Go over there. We will definitely either go over to uh, Agatha's website, or we will also have all of these links uh, in our show notes at the end of the episode for sure. Now, looking back on your business journey, and obviously being in marketing, I think you said for 18 years, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? (laughs) I guess I would say... um... When I first started my business, I was a little cocky (laughs) because I was like, well, I have all this marketing experience. This should be easy. (laughs) It's going to be super easy to find clients. And I will say that it it takes longer than you expect uh, for it to take, uh, Uh especially if you do have a marketing background, because there's there's a lot of things that are different. And you're marketing yourself instead of marketing like a product or something else. And so I think it's good to be realistic about how long it'll take. And especially if you're using strategies like SEO, they take time. It's not something that you turn on and overnight you get crazy results. It's, you know, hours of creating content that uh, over time start to build momentum. And, um, you know, something like my podcast, like I'm seeing the stats go up and, you know, it didn't happen overnight. And I think new business owners need to know that because otherwise they give up and uh, they can't go after their dreams because they think that, you know, whatever they're doing isn't working. Uh, but in reality, it might be working. They just haven't done it long enough and they haven't given it enough time to actually see a marketing strategy, you know, to fruition and to see actual results from it. I love that because I believe one of the key things is that we don't have patience, right? Yeah. We want everything to happen overnight. But the reality is if it was, there would be no day jobs. And everyone would be entrepreneurs and we all would be millionaires. There's a reason why, statistically speaking, there's not a lot of millionaires in the world, right? Um, Not saying that everyone has to be a millionaire, but what I'm saying, I'm just using that as a data point, is that it takes time. And only a few will continue to persevere in this journey. So no, I absolutely love that. Now, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode over at AngelaHenderson.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to Spotify or Apple so that you can be the first to know of any of our new and upcoming episodes. But for now, you amazing human, have a great day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to having you joining me for another episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks again, Agatha. And have a beautiful day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.